0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris It seems like the podcasting has gone back to the way it was when I started. What do I mean by that? Well, I started the podcast early in the Trump presidency. No, it was when he was running. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look at the dates. Weird that I don't know. 2018, he would have been president, right? I don't remember the timing in all that, but he got elected at some point anyway, and this is my point. I started the podcast. Podcasting was kind of blowing up, it growing, I guess you would say, becoming more mainstream, becoming more, like prior to the, the time I started this, you didn't hear a lot of people, oh, I have a podcast. You hear that quite a bit now, with, with uh, you know, influencers and media people, Rudy Giuliani has a podcast. I thought the Obamas had a podcast. I don't know. It's like everybody has a podcast. Ted Cruz has a podcast. It's become really uh, the barriers to entry are pretty low at this point. And, you know, I guess it was touted as, you know, there's such an unlimited market for this stuff that, you know, there's just this unlimited uh, room for everybody. And that's just not really the case. Not really the case at all, and I think, like a lot of things, like Disney, uh, what was the other thing that I was looking that just ran its course? I think people just got sick of the status quo and podcasting too. You know, most of your right-wing, if you will, conservative broadcasters, they are reporting on the Drudge Report. The Drudge Report drives everything. Like if you look at the Bongino report, it's nearly a mirror image of the Bongino report, just with Dan's glorious spin on the headlines. Same links, though, and it's just this garbage that's getting passed around, really, and just getting, keeps getting regurgitated. And, you know, overanalyzed. That's why I could never listen to sports talk. Just like overanalyzing, you know. And look at that. And, and if, if he would have just curled his left pinky a, t- a hair. He would have kept that foot in bounds. <laughs> okay, shut up, says the announcer who was, you know, at best played on the other side of the field. But anyway, when I started the podcast, it was very foreign. You know, listeners weren't emailing. I was new to it. You know, lots of things going on, right? And then, you know, Trump became president through that process, and it just was this energy. And I'm not the only one who's talked about that. Lots of people talked about that. It was like hype central, unrealistic. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not able to continue, you know, repeating. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Unsustainable. That's the word I was looking for. Maybe all the above. But Trump put a lot of energy into the politics and current events, and exposed a lot of things. Now, and I don't think this has uh, much to do with Trump, but. We have no meat, no journalism. There's none. I mean, when, when Elon Musk is, is um, who what, what were the names I used yesterday? It was just a joke, like a pathetic joke that adolescents would play, you know, a high school prank. I'm running my fingers through my hair, and there's dirt and mulch. don't get the wrong idea. Um. It's a little earlier than you think. I haven't gone to, gone to bed yet after working in the yard earlier today. And I was weed whacking. I didn't realize. Good thing I didn't go to bed like this. Not that I was planning on it anyway, but that's funny. Anyway, not that you care about that. Anyway, it, the, here's what I was getting at five minutes into this. It just seems like people are dazed and confused. I mean, do you ever get that feeling? Most people, there's people who just either they've given up, lost hope. Um, and I, you know, I'm sure there's been worse times in history, uh, whether, you know, uh, in reality or, or just emotionally. It's not like we're we're going through some kind of dark ages here, for God's sake. You know, people are, are still pretty fat and happy, by and large. But it, it sure seems to me, especially on the technology front, uh, and I think as a society, it's like we peaked. I like think we're, we're beyond past peak, past Peak performance, I don't know what you say. It's just not a time of a lot of optimism. Maybe because we have an aging population. Um, yeah, we're getting older, we're getting crankier. I don't know. It dawned on me in that whole thought process. How many people walking around really have, have no clue what's going on in the world around them? Think about it for a second. Think about the people that you know. How many of them would you say, yeah, and I do know some people that are pretty well plugged in. Don't get me wrong. Uh, even they come up with some crazy ideas. They'd probably say the same about me. But uh, by and large, if I had to look at the you know as a sampling as a whole, I think mm, not a lot of people really really understand what's really going on. <laughs> not a lot of people understand what's really happening. How many people are focused on sports and video games? Are video games still a thing? I was watching this uh, documentary a couple weeks ago. I think when I had COVID. On the making of Pong, yeah, you know I was sick. If I, that's what I was watching, and it was fascinating. I remember growing up with Pong when that came out. It was great. That's where it ended for us. We never had Atari. We had Pong. I think we had Pong when we got it as a hand me down. Uh, when other people got Ataris or something like that. I don't know that that might not be true. But it was actually like a small console. is funny. And you had this dial that you had to use to turn this this thing. And we actually got pretty good at it. Amazing how much time you'd sit there in front of that stupid thing. And then it would speed up. do dun, 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 dun. But uh, how many people focused on video games or sports that they don't really care what's what's going on in business and technology and politics? Plenty, plenty. How many people are paying more attention to the Kardashians? or whatever, you know, whatever the flavor of the day is, or music. They're more into themselves, or other things. It doesn't have to be negative. Maybe they're involved with church. And, ah, I don't really pay attention to the government and politics. Uh, maybe they're busy with careers. Ah, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I got a family. I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I don't know. There's a risk in that, big risk, really, when you think about it, especially when you consider the people who are paying attention. So, I don't know. What can you do? What can we do to enlighten people? It's the million-dollar question. So, I came across this story from the Jerusalem Post, their business and innovation section. Micro-suicide drone swarms. Drone swarms, if I didn't say that correctly. To hunt enemies in urban combat. These stories seem to make their their uh, go arounds, but uh, this seems to be that it's available at this time. I don't know if, if that's the case, if they've gone through a, a period of testing, but here's the concept basically. You'd have an operator with like a small screen, like on their on their uh, belly pack or something like that that they would have these these controls, and just like they would fly a drone, right? So they're looking at the screen, they're seeing what the these mini-drones are seeing, just like a full-size drone, except it's a swarm of them. And the operator can activate this swarm. I've, you know, seen uh, uh, rumors of it that being done by AI, where they'll put your facial recognition in there, and these things will go search for you. Freaky, Right? So I don't know how far along this is, but I don't know if it's that hard to do. Now there's limitations to the drones, Uh, so you got to. You know, I want to make this uh, freakier than it necessarily is. They're actually showing a demo here where it's just one armed drone. So you've got basically a drone with a weapon on it. That's pretty freaky. Are you going to allow that to be controlled by AI? What if the thing malfunctions? I mean, it's freaky. And then you think if it can be scaled, so you got one of these things buzzing around. Now there's two, three, four, 20. Seriously uh, dangerous when you're the freaky, right? You're laying in bed and all like, what the? <laughs> and I don't know what the, if any, the real capabilities are right now. But they were saying that they could be loaded with different things, like, uh, you know, a lead, you know, a, a, a drone that could break glass so the rest of the swarm could fly in. Nuts. Nuts. You know, a different one that can, you know, blow through a door if need be. And I don't know. They can work together in different ways. It's freaky when you think about it. Is it? Is it really freaky? When you look at, um, is it, you know, as you say, well, we're going to reach this age of, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, te- techno takeover, where the robot takeover is running our world. It's the drones, right? If you, if you don't, if you, if you upset the government, they're not going to send the police out. There's going to be this drone, there's a little swarm of drones. Maybe we wouldn't even need a lot of them. Two, three, four, five. I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, they're going to have swarms They just send like 12 of them. Put one in each corner of your property to keep an eye on things. Send the rest in. Take out the dog if need be. Break the windows so the rest can get in. Crazy, dystopian. And to think that, according to the Jerusalem Post, it looks like the technology might be there very close. And you get into all these ethical questions about this. People get very concerned, you know, how how far is too far. Look, it's all dependent on power. And when you look at how fragile the electric grid is, you realize that there's really no power at all. The government has no power. These militaries have no power. It's really kind of comical when you think about it. It's all left up to the faith and confidence of the people, just like the dollar. And it's all been so badly corrupted that people are losing that confidence, which means what? They're not going to stand behind it anymore. So I don't know. People aren't paying attention. You've got this crazy military technology. Would people know how to defend themselves necessarily? Uh, I I hardly worry about a a fascist government because uh, nobody really seems to have any fortitude these days. You're going to tell me that the, the, the drones are going to take over? I could give you a, a dozen easy solutions to solving that problem. I really could. So I thought it was an interesting article. It's interesting technology. Whatever happened to Amazon with their delivering packages by drone? I guess that just went away. Gas prices are up, and I see that uh, Amazon isn't as popular now. I just saw for the first time they're laying people off. I saw an article. Uh, you know, people don't like Amazon. as well, maybe people want to go to the store once in a while. Amazon was just taken over. Then you had all this demand from the uh, uh, the pandemic, there, the scamdemic. I was going to read for you the letter that I wrote to our school board that I never sent. Maybe we'll do that this week. I'm going to do like an abbreviated podcast this week. I'll be here. I hope we'll see. I'm not making any promises. It's the week of Thanksgiving, I got plans, I got firewood, and I'm not making any big commitments right now. I'm going to be on the radio on Wednesday for my buddy Stan, that ought to be fun. It's kind of a pain, I guess, now that I think I'm going to be coming, in, uh, coming home Wednesday afternoon from Philadelphia. What are you going to do? Yeah, I was working outside earlier, like I mentioned, I need it, I finally feel... Uh, Like the COVID is behind me. little cough here and there. A little wheeze here and there. But um, I think more or less gone. Four weeks to clear that. Holy smokes. I took the home test. Who knows how reliable they are. I had like nasty flu for a couple days. Bad body aches. Nasty little fever. That was like two, three days. Something like that. I feel like I was throwing up a little, maybe I don't know. Just felt like garbage, and then came the the cough. After the cough came after. I, this I don't think this thing's going away. I think we had it three years ago. My wife said the same thing before COVID was a thing. I think we had it. I think this is the new flu, you know, whatever. I know some No, it's not the whatever. I'm not trying to mix semantics. I'm just saying that this this is what we're going to be dealing with now those people that made such a big deal out of it, how bad that was botched. If, if nothing else, whatever you think on, I don't care which side of you, was it not a completely failed response times 10? It was unreal. People couldn't agree. You know, Nobody trusted the vaccine. Is that going to blow up on Trump? Interesting, right? So I'm working outside. I cleared the COVID. I was out uh, Saturday they mentioned this uh, yesterday, uh, and I was doing a little weed whacking, and, and my back was so torqued, uh, I was couldn't walk right, like my hip was out. Chiropractor hooked me up. I, he's pushing me around. I'm like, I feel like you're beating me up. He's like, beating you up? I'm putting you back together. Like, yeah, I guess that's kind of the case. My shoulders were out, I'm getting old man, but you got to keep moving. So get this. You know I like doing the yard work. I enjoy being outside. Uh, I had a guy who mowed for me, and he quit at the end of the season. I know he's got some big career changes going through and gave up his little side, but he gave me a great, great price. I had a little side business doing this, and uh, he didn't give me full service, but I didn't really want full service. I just didn't want to be a slave to mowing, and so he took care of that for me. Well, the end of the season was it. And I tried to take good care of him. You know, I gave him good tips and stuff like that. But eh, all good things must come to an end. So now the, the situation is uh, I got a couple of options that I could go to in terms of getting some kind of uh, you know service done. And in some ways, I'm kind of welcoming it because uh, my, my guy that was doing it did it as a side gig, which meant that he was showing up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon unannounced it just kind of drove me nuts. And then he cut, like, four properties here. And so he would open up all the gates and he would, you know, mow our front and somebody else's. And they'd be back and forth. And meanwhile, the gates are open. The yard's tied up for, you know, four hours or whatever. And we have dogs. I'm like, dude, you know, you show up. You don't give me any notice. you got to run around the yard, pick up the balls, pick up after the dogs. And then you're tying me up for an entire afternoon. And in the spring here, it's like every five days you gotta cut. Actually he was cutting once a week. He wasn't even doing that. And the yard just never really looked good. It came on like Tuesday. So when I wanted to enjoy the, the yard on on the weekends, I really couldn't. And some of that I've I fixed on my own side so thinking maybe it's an opportunity. But I'm kind of thinking about doing it myself. I have all the equipment now, which brings me to that point. I wanted to mention my good buddy, what did he give me? A billy goat. Do you know what the billy goat is? It's this giant walk-behind fan. It's just a beauty. I'm pretty much done my leaves here now, which I mulched them. Uh, I mulched them with the tractor, but I ran into a little problem just finishing up my final fall cleanup. Uh, it's been freezing here, so it's a, it's a little late. Usually, we're still past Thanksgiving, but this year, just things are a little different. A week or two off. But I'm still hitting. I want to just fine-tune the yard. And I was out on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. And I'm, I'm with the, the tractor. I'm like, this thing's not mowing right. And sure enough, the belt broke on the deck. I'm like, for the love of God. Yeah, what are you going to do? So... I have to get in and get it serviced. In the meantime, I really don't need to mow, but uh, uh, I got to finish doing the leaves a little bit here and there. Well, I took the billy goat out front, and if you've never seen one of these things, it's it's this huge, it's got like a big motorcycle engine. It's like a 400cc motor that's pushing this fan, and it just launches the leaves. Much more powerful than uh, like a handheld. I don't know. The, the, a lot of the guys are going with the backpack blowers, but they, this thing I think has something on that. Uh, there's just no way that you're going to carry 400cc. So I don't know what the backpack motors are. And then with my back bothering, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go a backpack route. And on top of that, these things are like $800. <clears throat> so, like I said, I mulch my leaves so you would think that my, my blower needs are reduced. However, <laughs> Uh, uh, I have to blow out very, very far in certain places. And I have this side run on the house where there's a space between the fence and the, and the tree line, and this thing just launches the leaves back in there. It's great. It's great. Uh, where my daughter's swing set is, and we have some pine trees in the shed, and i got to get it all out from a I can't mow over there. It's going to get way out with the handles, just a pain. This takes care of all that. The other thing that I'm constantly doing from probably late September till now is blowing off the driveway because we have this big oak tree, two oak trees that hang over the the driveway. I'm constantly blowing off. Well, let me just say this. uh, With the billy goat, uh, what used to take 20 minutes now takes about five. (laughs) And it's done so much better. The way the winds blow in – it, we just really like to blow it out very far. So, anyway, what's the saying? You know, get the right tool for the job. And in this case, I'm really happy to have this uh, $850 billy good I'd have to spend a cent for. My buddy gave it to me very far. I wouldn't have got it right now, all things considered. So, I'm very fortunate to have it. I got some other great news uh, late last night. My son was texting me, and he's coming home for Christmas. So, very much looking forward to that. And uh, getting to see him and uh, having him home with his sister and uh, gonna be—he's actually gonna be here uh, the week before. He won't be here on Christmas, but close enough for me. Here for the holidays—that's the important thing. He's in the Air Force. If you haven't heard me talk about it, stationed down at Lackland Air Force Base. He's doing great, and uh, I was hoping maybe I could convince him to come home, and it looks like it worked out. So, good thing. So, uh, we got our oil delivery yesterday, which we're on an auto-fill. And I didn't realize, apparently, that's fairly unique. This microphone's moving. I don't know if that's making us sound there. I'm actually in a different seat here than the, the normal studio seat. The sound might be a little different. I don't know. Uh, I wanted to set this up to have a dual setup. Sometimes I just prefer to sit over here. I don't know what it is. Weird thing, right? The other computer's a better computer, everything runs better, but for some reason, this old tried and, tried and proven, and I still, I'm, a, I'm at my desk, and I'm in the studio still, but I'm not in the, the recording booth part of the studio, uh, but everything's set up pretty much the same, I think, for the most part. It might be a little bit different echo over here. Anyway, uh, Billy Goat, good, back, back in action, chiropractor, son coming for Christmas, Got our first oil delivery yesterday, and uh, it's I guess unique to have an auto fill. I, I would be going nuts if I had to keep tabs on that thing and and call for oil deliveries. Well, the other thing is that I was able to lock in my rate for two years, and that was over a year ago. This is the second year. I saw it coming. I saw it coming with the. The COVID spending when Trump was president, I know people go crazy. It's not Trump's fault. Well, look, whatever. I predicted it. I, I bought everything I could in advance. I locked in the oil, and um, I'm paying three fifty six a gallon, and uh, my friends here are paying like five sixty five a gallon, more than two dollars a gallon more, and likely to go up as we get into winter. Would be my guess. Two dollars, and I'll use easily a thousand gallons this year. I would say so. Over two thousand dollars, I saved with that with that locking in. I'm very happy that I did it. Uh, what's going to happen next? I don't know. If the price continues to climb, I think that uh, our house for sure that we're going to have to take a look at what our options are. What are the options? Well, I don't know what, what your options where you're at. Uh, we could do a wood stove, and I do currently have access to probably more than enough wood. I might, I probably have to buy some. I would think, uh, but it would get to be a whole production to bring wood in here and have to, you know, create a place to get a store it. What would I need? I'd probably need, I figure, about eight cords a year at least to heat this place. And it's not that uh eight cords necessarily scares me but uh, i just don't think it's necessarily the best option for us i don't have a uh, wooded property here that i could um, you know self-generate enough wood to heat so it's not like it would be a, a renewable resource for me it's going to be a huge project a lot of labor uh, and nice heat you know we could put a wood stove down in our basement and you know probably do pretty well with that but uh, and I mean, it might come down the road for other reasons besides just uh, uh, reducing or eliminating heat costs. And that's the other thing. You you know burn it whenever you want. You don't have to burn it all the time. But I just don't know if that's what I want to do. I think the better option for us. We have a, a oil baseboard hot water heat throughout the the whole house, and it's beautiful. It just uh, it really heats nicely. Keeps a very even temperature, five zones, and uh, it's just really, really very comfortable with this system in here, uh, despite the house being a little older, at least most of it, the, uh, the addition that's been added on, but um, very nice heat. So I, I don't want to lose all that, but I think what we would probably do, we have central air, and so I would probably change the compressor out with a heat pump, and that way I could you know, use it on cooler days, I'd still have the oil back up. For when it's very cold, like tonight, I think getting down to about 20 degrees. Although I'm told that the new heat pumps work just fine in 20 degrees. And I would hope that it would create a little bit of a a positive air pressure uh, to also help with some of the heat loss a little bit. So, I don't know. But, I mean, you're talking, uh, you know, big bucks now to to switch this equipment out. And there's nothing wrong with the the compressor and, and equipment that we have. So, for now... We're burning oil at yesterday's prices, but I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Timing is everything, right? And Trump, who used to seem like he timed everything, I have to ask you, his announcement to run for president, do you think that the timing was off? Do you think that it was bad timing? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's really, of course, it came up with an immediate negative, but then just really hasn't gone anywhere out of the gate, maybe by design. Maybe by design. Maybe it's his way of, of pushing off some of this investigation stuff. They're still talking, indictment coming any day, any day indictment. Oh, my goodness. Tell me what other criminal charge goes like that. Any day, any day, any day, any day. Uh, how can you have any faith and confidence in that? The Department of Justice, what a joke, really, when you think about it, the whole system. Trump's just made a mockery of it. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe his timing was perfect. What do I know? I'm sure by now you heard about the shooting in the Colorado nightclub. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to make light of these things. I don't joke about these things. I've talked about, um, you know, what would you do in a situation like this? Uh, how would you respond to it? People generally, they hear gunshots, they turn, get up and run, and it's pretty much the worst thing you can do because chances are you're going to get shot in the back. In this case, uh, I didn't get into the details of it. It sounds like it was like an AR platform rifle, like 30 people injured, I think, five dead, something like that. I think most of the people dead were staff or something like that. So, But here's my, what I find interesting about this whole story. You know, it just consumed the media. And so many people just coming out of the woodwork. I stand with you. Nobody should have to worry about who they are. And, you know, very heartfelt. And hugs and kisses to you from this mom in Michigan. We stand with you. Oh, boy, I don't know, you know, we don't do the social media stuff anymore. Does everybody have, like, a gay pride flag over their profile photo and stuff like that? I just wonder, why does the LGBTQIA community get this preferred media attention as opposed to, say, the Wisconsin Parade Massacre? I didn't hear people groveling. Oh, those white kids that got ran over. Nobody seemed to give a hoot. They're like, uh, this guy had some emotional issues and drove through the barricades, and so there were some injuries. In other news, it was horrible what happened. Absolutely horrible. This deranged lunatic, apparently on on an anti-white killing spree, Uh, you could say the same thing for the sheriff's. Mowed down in, in uh, LA, uh, saying that might have been an accident. So maybe it's not a good comparison. But the, the LGBTQIA community, they get this uh, pedestal and this preferred treatment. Why? Why is that? I'm just, th- I'm, forget about the emotion. Maybe you're gay. Maybe you know somebody who's gay. Maybe you have a child that's gay. Dude, how could you talk like that? How can I talk like what? I question this stuff all the time. It's like the I stand with Ukraine. I've gone, I have gone, went on this whole rant. I thought it was great. Nobody commented on it, so I guess it wasn't that great. I stand with Ukraine. I don't even know where Ukraine is. People out of the blue. Oh, those poor homosexuals shouldn't have to worry. You know, I don't even know what the shooting was about. I, I guess there was ties to the guy. I had some axe to grind, so I, I, I guess I, I really didn't get into it. But at first, I'm like, how do you know it's not a disgruntled employee, for God's sake? I didn't know the shooter wasn't gay. Which, by the way, there's a high probability of that, but that's another whole story. Why does the LGBTQIA community get put on this pedestal and get this preferential treatment in the media? Well, because it's for political purposes. Because the club shooting helps Democrats politically. And it's perfect, right? Right? It, the only, it's, as, it's almost as good as a, a white shooter shooting up a, a black supermarket, right? Because then they can vilify whitey and explain that they need to take away everybody's guns so it doesn't look like it's racist. When, in fact, that's exactly what they want to do. they got a couple of hot mic moments with the uh, Democrats. On, you, know, you need to take away the guns down there in West Philadelphia. It's all black down there. Uh, I'm just using that by by way of example, by the way. I don't think that was an exact reference. But that's what they want to do. But bottom line is that the, the club shooting, it helps Democrats politically. And so the liberal media is going to exploit that. Why? Why has it helped them politically? Because guns equals the boogeyman because guns are bad. You're not a guns are bad denier, are you? Don't Let's not go down that path. Right? Guns are bad. Say it with me. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. This is what they want everybody to think. They have to create a boogeyman. They have to create an enemy so that you need their protection. So that Nancy Pelosi can save you. That's what it's all about. So, for your average everyday run-of-the-mill homosexual, you're being used and abused by the political system. Guess what? Welcome to America. <laughs> Kanye West announces another U.S. presidential run. This guy is like the the master of what? I do not know. I do not know. There's something wrong, man. We're watching this overweight, strangely shaped, feminine voice. I don't know. I want to like Kanye. I just, I, I don't even really know what to say. He's taking it from all angles. He's just taking a beating, uh, but he brings the fight. I don't know what to say. You gotta love his tenacity. I don't know. President West. No, it's just yay, oh yay, yeah ye yay yay yeah. Let's. You just you gotta do more than just say you're gonna do it. I think there's like a you got to get like a million signatures or something like that. Hey, God willing, maybe i will pull off and bring a little uh, competition with Trump. Maybe i will be who will vote Kanye just to get rid of Trump. That would be the amazing thing. All right, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. But no promises in that regard This holiday weekend, at all. Either way, I'll see you soon. Make it a great day.